Welcome to Full Rigor, Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Jennifer Ross, and I have no idea what death and destruction we're talking about today. I love the potluck. It's a potluck because, you know what? One of our listeners, one of our podcast listeners, contacted me and gave me the idea for this podcast. Oh, really? Yes. That's even better. I thought it was really cool. And they said, have you checked out the Christopher Wilder serial killer dude from Boynton Beach? Come on. Didn't even know about it. Neither did I. He was known as the Beauty Queen Killer. Come Well, that's why I'm still alive. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what year was this? <laughs> Back when you were, you know, really? hot in the 80s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So see, this is why I'm still alive. I wasn't a beauty queen. Yes, you Stop. No, let's be honest. Okay, so tell me about, what's his name, Matthew Wilder? Christopher Bernard Wilder, born in 1945. He was actually born in Australia. Um, his... Mother was an Australian, and then his father was a U.S. service member. Okay. Did he have an Australian accent, do we know? Oh, I don't know. That would probably have added to his allure. S- yes, that would be a big appeal to many women because Australian accents are beautiful. Well, it's just like the Harvey Weinstein thing. This guy preyed on models, beauty queens, the casting couch kind of thing. He would allure them in with prospects of getting a, a gig, you know, okay. and that type of thing. So... He is Christopher Bernard Wilder, as I said, born in 1945. He's a serial killer who abducted and raped at least 10 women. Jeez. Killed at least eight of them during a spree across the United States, which began in, in Boynton Flo- Beach. I say, there's always that Florida connection. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's weird. We're like the epicenter for serial killers. That's why I was like, they're like, have you heard of this guy? I'm like... No, I thought I, I'll i never run dry on serial killers in Florida. <laughs> You're right. So he started, did he kill here or did he just, was? he lived here? So he, by the time he was 17, he'd been arrested for being part of a gang rape of a girl in Sydney okay. on the beach. Great. So this is why he came to the United States to get away from that? Yeah, he was given a year's probation. He All underwent right. electroshock therapy. Okay. <laughs> Mm. We're going to shock that. It sounds like Mike Pence. We're going to slap that gay out of you. We're going to shock oh that rape out of you. Jeez, are you, are you kidding me? They used that back then. Apparently. Well, that had to be early 60s. Yeah. yeah. All, all I wanted to say is juicy fruit. You know, remember from um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Oh, yeah. At least they didn't do a lobotomy on Jeez. him. Jeez. Well, they, maybe they should have. But it did nothing to curb his violent sexual appetite. Well, it probably made it worse. Yeah. Right. Come on. Who knows? They scrambled shock me. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So when he married, he married. He got married. Who married this lunatic? In 1968, he was 23. His wife left a week later. Oh, she's a smart woman. Oh, she didn't end up dead, though, did she? No, she found lingerie and naked photos of women in a briefcase inside his car. She goes, I'm out of here. Well, good for her. At least she was smart enough to get away because she might have been next. You never know. Yeah, he eventually does kill a girlfriend, but I'm moving, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So he moves to the U.S. and he started a new life, of course, like you do, in Boynton Beach, Florida. And he quickly built a fortune. He's no dummy and he's kind of blonde. He's not bad looking. He was in the construction industry. He bought property and prestige cars, took expensive holidays, and he also raced in auto races like the Miami Grand Prix. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this guy did have a lot of money. Yeah, he did well well for himself. See, crazy does well. I'm just saying. Every every one of these guys was well off. Ted Ted Bundy, look at how I mean he did well. He was a smart guy. Yeah. Oh, and good looking. So 
After several accusations in the 70s and 80s, he was convicted of raping a woman and placed on a five-year good behavior bond. In Florida. Are you of kidding me? That's so, what you got back then if you were convicted of rape. Look at Harvey Weinstein. I know. He's going to prison probably for 29 years, at least five. This guy gets convicted of rape. They give him five years. Oh, good behavior. Go away. Have, but have that's fun. on top of the gang rape oh thing God. that he got in Australia. Yeah, but I oh, bet you they didn't even know about that. They didn't. Because there was good no point. internet back then. You're absolutely Unless right. Unless the pigeon flew it over, no one's going to know. He did not know. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So he convinced this girl that he was a successful photographer and could make her famous. Of course. Like Weinstein. Wow. Anyway. uh, You snorted. (laughs) (laughs) So knowing it was a good way to pick up pretty women, he continued using this ruse while visiting his parents in Australia. Then he preyed on two girls there in Australia. So he went back and he, he kind of like dabbled in it all over the world. He was arrested and quickly released after his family posted $350,000 bail. Oh, geez, they got a lot of money. substantial amount now. But before, so back then, the case was adjourned until April of 1984 and a fateful decision was made to allow him to return to the U.S. Wasn't that nice of them? Well, they probably figured, we'll get rid of him. Here's Trump over here. Uh, no, he can't come back in the country. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's just amazing. Well, so, this guy was smart enough knowing, though, that they'd, they'd extradite him or they'd get rid of him and they'd, they'd throw him out of the country. See you later. Well, and his parents, they I wonder if they lost the $400,000. But they let him go. That's so, amazing. Oh, my gosh. So competing as a race car driver, mm. he was at the Miami Grand Prix in February of 1984, and he spotted Rosario Gonzalez. I got a feeling Rosario wasn't around much longer after that's being spotted. You would be right. The beautiful 20-year-old aspiring model. Poor girl. Engaged to be married. She was earning extra money handing out aspirin samples. (laughs) Oh, my God. Things have changed. I have a headache thinking about it. (laughs) Ah, After leaving the event with a man matching Wilder's appearance, Rosario was never seen again. Oh, dear. Did they ever find her body? Uh, No. I don't think so. Let oh, me, my God. So the next month, Elizabeth Kenyon, who had been a Miss Florida finalist oh. and was Wilder's former girlfriend, Uh-oh. also vanished. Oh, he's got a record now. People are disappearing around him. Okay. So it was just the start of his vicious road trip of murder, luring young, beautiful women with promises of stardom across six states. So, six states? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He went from Boynton Beach, Florida, to Texas... Which well, they that's got a hall. execution over there. Oklahoma, Nevada, California, and New York. Geez, so he went, did he go California, New York? He went like straight across the country. If he had to get 3,000 miles away and he'd be safe. I know. We've got to remember, at that time, there's no internet. There's no connecting right. police departments. And that's when they, remember when yeah, the whole there, John Walsh situation took there's place? There's no CODIS. Adam, there's, no, there's nothing to connect them unless, unless you have a detective that happens to share the information, which they hated to do. Right. Uh, so uh, it's just mind-boggling that he was allowed, you know, they had him, they let him, like Bundy. They had him and they let him go. Well, and, and he, he escaped. escaped. But this guy, they let him go willingly. So how did they catch him? I'm sure you're going to tell me, right? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to fill in the blanks on before we get to how they get him because okay. um, he, he meets his just desserts, just put it that way. Oh, good. Yeah. So as I told you, he was a product of an international marriage between an American naval officer and an Australian wife. He was a sickly child from the beginning and was given last rites as an infant. 
Oh, my God. So he, there was something not quite right about him. Two years later, he nearly drowned in a swimming pool at the age of three. He suffered convulsions while riding with his parents in the family car. He had to be resuscitated. And remember when we no. did a couple of these? The, head some injuries. Of, head injuries. Yeah, remember? Right? Yeah. And then he had the electric shock. So... I don't know. Well, his brains were really scrambled then. I, we had a tough childhood. Then. Oh, That's I feel terrible. so sorry for him. No, I don't. Gunk, gunk. They didn't scramble him enough when they gave him the electric shot. <laughs> <laughs> By his teens, he had problems of a different sort. Oh, boy. At 17 in Sydney, he and a group of friends, they gang raped the girl. So then, you know, you know what happened with that. He got the deferred sentence and the electric shock therapy. Yeah, but what happened to the other kids in those gang rape? Did they go on and become serial killers, no, too? No, I doubt it. But Yeah, he, so, he I mean, to, this guy's a special case. When he when he finally got here to Florida, he seemed like the very model of a swinging bachelor, an Australian native. I think he did have the accent. Probably. And he came to America in 1970 at the age of 24, eventually settled, as he said, in Boynton Beach and amassed his fortune. So he was considered very handsome, well-tailored. He acquired six parcels of Palm Beach County real estate worth nearly $400,000. Wow. Took ski vacations in Chic Vale, Colorado. Excuse me. Dabbled in photography. Raced cars. This is all like chick magnet stuff. Yeah, he was kind of like the Elvis Presley of Australia. (laughs) Did he sing? I don't know. He finished a respectable (laughs) 17th at the Miami Grand Prix. He won 400 bucks for that. Wow. A jacuzzi bubbled outside his bedroom. A speedboat was moored to his private dock. Oh yeah, he was he was hot stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but he had the penchant for the young, attractive women. In an interview for a dating service videotaped in 1981, he said, "Quote: I want to date and enjoy the company of women, women with depth. I'm looking for a long-term relationship, but not marriage." <laughs> Great. His long term was one night, apparently, because then he killed you. Jesus. And his, he would either stab him or shoot him. So, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But no, but this is this is the best part. This is unbelievable. Um, Wilder was also charged in a brutal kidnapping. Oh. This is according to the FBI. In Tallahassee, Wilder stopped a Florida State University woman whose name was withheld by the police. He offered her $25 an hour to pose for photographs. When she turned him down, he punched her in the stomach. <gasps> bound her with a clothesline, and locked her in the trunk of his car. He allegedly drove her to a motel in Bainbridge, Georgia, where he raped her and tortured her with electric shocks, like he had had, at one point attempting to seal her eyes shut with glue. Oh, my God. She escaped into the bathroom, locking herself in there and screaming so loudly she attracted rescuers, and it caused Wilder to flee. Holy cow. So they had a witness if they ever caught yeah. the guy. Yes. Jeez. Right. That poor woman. Oh, my God. So his What is other... it with Florida State people, by They're the way? Crazy. I don't know want to ever go to that. If my, none of my grandkids are going. Upon. Yeah, my, my, none of my grandkids are going to that school. I'm just saying. That was where Ted Bundy went. You had Ted Bundy there. Um, there was somebody else there, too. We also had the, we just had the family of three that was, um, it's an unsolved Tallahassee case, cold case from 50 years ago. Right. Were murdered. So and what's going on up there? Stay away from Tallahassee. <sighs> so um, other crimes for which Wilder was also a suspect follow a similar chilling pattern. And according to a statement by the FBI, quote, in each known incident, an individual meeting Wilder's physical description approaches an attractive young female, identifies himself as a professional photographer, and offers the woman a photo session for usage in national magazines wow 
If any resistance or refusal is given, he forcibly abducts the victim. Nice guy. You know, he, he and Ted Bundy, were they friends? Because they seem to have, have the same M.O. Yeah, they do. Similar. Yeah. One has, but one doesn't have the you're Australian accent. Right. But they, they're similar in, in style. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So March 18th, uh, 84, Teresa Ferguson was kidnapped from a shopping mall in Merritt Island, Florida. Two days later, her strangled body was found in a swamp. Oh, jeez. Which when we, that's a common place to get rid of a body. Yeah, they usually think the alligator's going to eat you. Alligators they, don't eat bones, by the way. Oh, they like live human, Yeah, right. they like the flesh. They like the fresh meat. <laughs> Terry Diane Walden, 23, a Lamar University student, was reported missing in Beaumont, Texas, right after that on March 23rd. So he went from Florida to Texas. Texas. And police discovered her body in a drainage canal three days later. She had been bound and stabbed to death. Then 18-year-old Cheryl Bonaventura was reported missing from a Grand Junction, Colorado mall, a shopping mall, on March 29th. So those were boom, boom, boom. Right next to each other. Three days later in Vegas, Michelle Korfman, who was 17, disappeared from a shopping mall. She had been appearing in a beauty contest, another beauty queen. Three other women have told police that they were approached at the mall by a man who police suspect was wilder, but successfully rebuffed his advances. So Thank they God. are lucky. Or they'd be dead. They'd be in a swamp somewhere, too. That's terrible. This guy, well, now he's on a spree. So now he's like, he wants to just kill every other day now. Yes. Yeah, so he's on the radar. He's on the FBI 10 Most Wanted. And it wasn't long before he was sighted at a service station in New Hampshire. Jeez, he went across the country. Yes. Wow. And state troopers approached his car, and he lunged inside the vehicle for his pistol. Well, that's all it took, right? So one of the officers actually... Back then, the officers jumped on him and oh put him God. in a bear hug. Today, they probably just shoot him. They would just shoot him, yeah. <laughs> they would open fire and done like a, you know, a, a sunny at the toll plaza. Yeah. <laughs> the Godfather reference. We love police. We do it. It's just... <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I mean, that's what, that's what they would have done. A Bonnie and Clyde. They just would have, you know, shot the hell out of the car. So he's in a bear hug and two shots ring out. Uh-oh. Wilder is dead. The trooper wounded. He later recovered. So they're not sure if Wilder committed death by cop, if he killed himself, if he was trying to shoot the trooper. We'll never know. But the killing spree was over. Wow. I say the cop shot him and said he, that the guy did it and he tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Wow. The cop's going to be okay, though? You yeah, say? he's okay. fine. So four days after his death, a woman who would be only known as Wendy F., said that she dated him back in 1964, and she said, quote, my parents thought very highly of him. Wow. She said, believing he must have been overtaken by some terrible mental degeneration. So sadly, it may never be known how many more fell victim to one of Australia's and Boynton Beach's most evil men. Great. At least he's dead. Okay, I feel better. I won't have nightmares. Now my transition. My transition. I hate that thing. That's creepy. <laughs> it's a hot beat. It's creepy. So we're going to talk about stalkers. Speaking of creepy, have you ever had a stalker? You're a high-profile media person. No, people are afraid of me. <laughs> I carry. <laughs> so That's right. I, and I, I, I willingly would tell people, you get near me, I'll shoot you. I don't give a crap who the hell you are. Don't, That's true. Don't, when I walk in this building in the morning, because I get here really early, there's some creepy characters around our radio station. I carry a gun. You come near me, I'm going to shoot, then I ask questions. Yes. 
It's like and you shoot, shoot to kill. Let's shoot. let's be honest. You don't shoot to wound. You shoot to kill, so no one can tell anything about you. Shoot first and then say, "Who is it?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, no, I've never been. Thank goodness, I've never been stalked. I have had creepy people bother me, but I've never been stalked. But not for long, right? So an estimated yeah, twelve to sixteen percent of women and four to seven percent of men will be stalked in their lifetime. That's a lot. Have you ever been stalked? No, because you were TV, so no. you were even more high profile. I no. Do I exude a victim type? No. I'm no, not, you're, I don't you're a bitch. It. So people are afraid of you too. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm teasing. You know, no. I mean, I, I just don't have the victim. I don't exude victimhoodness. Well, not now, but when you were on TV, yeah, you know, you were a skinny little waif kind of thing. You but, were skinny, skinny, skinny. And I was a runner. And so you could I, run away, I guess. I ran no, but I ran like forty thousand miles between high school and college out there alone, you know, on the streets of Michigan and Hawaii, and so you know, I could. Oh, have you would have been easy. Up. Yeah, you were easy prey. I weighed hundred pounds. Yeah, you were skinny. I was. You lost. turned sideways. We lost you. <laughs> Where the hell, Karen go? <laughs> it's all that running. I was running hundred miles a week. God. But um, so when I talk about stalking, I'm referring to a pattern of behavior carried out by one person against another, and it's intended to harass, intimidate, or terrorize the victim, and usually does. This is horrible. But there's many different types of stalking. Okay, so there's, how about, you talk about cyber stalking here? Yeah, that's 25% of the cases studied are cyber stalking. Yeah, that's, you know what, and and that happens. Well, I I agree, and that happens, my youngest was cyber stalked by some crazed guy. Oh. And and finally, we called the cops, and they shut him down, like, instantly. Because he wasn't smart enough to hide where he was, you know. You can find the IP address, like. where he was coming from. He didn't bounce it from, like. (laughs) <laughs> they found him like instantly and they went to his house and they used Uzbekistan yeah. to <laughs> yeah. Liberia. Oh, and yeah, it no. bounces over there. No. So um, it seems likely that cyber stalking only will increase. And I think you're right. The harassment is huge while the risk to the stalker is relatively small because they're they're in a room somewhere else, big, fat, and naked in a chair. Right. Doing and, God knows what to their own bodies. Oh. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> Who was that actress, though? Remember that actress had that stalker? He ended up killing her. Oh, that's right. It was probably like 15, 20 years ago, but she came home and he was outside her home. Remember? Uh, and she had turned him in like a bunch of times. He showed up with a gun and he killed her. I know Taylor Swift has had stalkers. That was at her place in Newport. Yeah, and uh, I think the Jenners, Kendall Jenner, that some guy was on her bed when she came. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. So there's domestic stalking. It's a former spouse or paramour. This is the most prevalent kind of stalking. Yeah, you know, and you usually see this. It's like a guy that's, you know, the wife has moved on or the ex-girlfriend's moved on and has a boyfriend, and they're all pissed off that they can't have her. Well, so I, they want to kill him and her. I had a, a friend, a boyfriend I dated. He, he was a reporter at the Palm Beach Bugle. Pompey's Pope. <laughs> and I won't say his name, but I did join the gym that he went to after we broke up just so that I could see him. I think that's So little, that's stalking. That is stalking. Yeah, that's stalking. Yeah. Did that's you a like throw creepy. did you throw weights at him? No. Oh, okay. No, so no. at least you, you weren't crazy stalker. Yeah, no. It's not like I was a bunny boiler. So um, this type of stalking, the domestic stalking, can manifest in the workplace, putting innocent bystanders at risk. Well, how many people do you hear about go to work and, and shoot everybody right. in the girls' like uh, immediate cubicles around the woman? It's usually a guy that does that. Yeah. I haven't heard of many women going crazy, but so th- they, they do. Then you've got lust, serial predators who stalk victim after victim. Serial rapists and murderers may begin as lust stalkers like Ted Bundy. 
Great. Okay. Sounds like our guy here, Christopher Wilder, too, was a right. lust stalker. Uh, love scorned, an acquaintance, co-worker, neighbor, etc., who desires an intimate relationship with the victim but is rebuffed. Ooh. It's the subtype of the love scorned stalker. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would think there's a lot of those, too. Yeah, it's hard as a woman to turn a man down, you know, nicely. It's not easy to do. Because you don't want I him to no, get mad at you. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, will you go out with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not happening. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've been sitting at a bar, like, with friends, and some guys come up and sat down next to you. And, you know, they, they, they want to talk to you, and they're trying to buy yeah. you a drink. And I've just turned around and go, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Go don't away. waste your, Don't waste the oxygen. Don't waste the money on a drink. Don't bother. And I'll just turn around. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty rude like that. I love it. So, by the way, this type of stalker has a delusional disorder, which is called wow. erotomania. 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 See, this is the kind have of stalker. Have you heard of that? I, this is the kind of stalker I'd have. An erotomaniac? Yeah, some crazy man. <laughs> It's not of sound mind. No, this type of stalker, usually oh, okay. female, believes her oh, target geez. is madly in love with her. Oh, kind of like Play Misty for me, yes. stalker. Oh, oh, good movie. Oh, what creepy a Creepy movie. She job. was nuts. She was nuts. I, she played a great, oh, crazy person. Or Kathy Bates in, yes, in, in Misery. Misery. Same kind of good, thing. Good, yes. Oh, my God. That's a prime. Those are two good examples of whatever that erotic thing is you so, just talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, erotomania. I love that word. Wow. Erotomaniac. So the woman who repeatedly broke into David Letterman's home and stole his car, claiming to be his wife, is an example. Jeez. Uh, celebrity stalking, those who stalk famous people. Remember John Hinckley was stalking Jodie Foster, and that's why he shot Reagan. He would actually he went to Yale. He was smart. Was, yeah. How about the guy that shot John No, no, uh, he John went to Lennon. Yale because she was going to school there. Yeah, yeah. John Lennon. You're right. Same thing. Uh, political stalking. It's who so, the hell? Who, who stalks a politician? Boy, you're desperate if you're doing that. Joe Scarborough. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> motivated by political beliefs, which could either be in agreement or disagreement with the victim. This is, for example, Sirhan Sirhan. I don't, what happened with that? I'm, that's before my time. Do you know Sirhan Sirhan? Shot Kennedy. Oh, there you. He shot. What's his oh, name? Oh, Bobby. Bobby Kennedy. Bobby. Pardon me. Oh, I'm an idiot. All right. Yeah, you're thinking of Jack Ruby. Yes. And the other Kennedy, John Kennedy. Sirhan uh, Sirhan was the one who just walked up to Bobby Kennedy at the convention and went pow, pow, so right in front of all those people. I know. I think, oh, my God. It was on camera. <laughs> so then you got a hit murder for hire stalking of a victim. Oh, my God. Hired as a hired killer ordered to commit. So that's that, but not stalking. That's you hire somebody to do somebody in. Yeah. That's, cra- that's crazy. That's like mafia crap. That's like, you know, my life. <laughs> Wait a make minute. A, make you, a phone call. I'm teasing. You don't have to incriminate yourself. I'm teasing. Um, and then I'm going to propose an additional category, revenge. An angry former employee, an aggrieved business partner, resentful yeah. neighbor, vindictive relative, usually known to the victim whose motive for stalking is payback. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Cape Fear. Remember that movie? <gasps> that was the worst. He come was out, trying to get out, even what? Where you are, he counselor. He was because the prosecutor. That's yes. who he went after. Yes. And the prosecutor's family. That oh, was a creepy movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he stalked Sam Bowden, the lawyer who represented him at trial. So there's no reliable profile to predict who's going to stalk, but some patterns have emerged. This is interesting. They're unemployed or underemployed. Okay. Late 30s to late 40s, high school or college graduate, more intelligent than most criminals, Wow. 
any race or ethnicity. Okay. Mostly male, although erotomania manifests overwhelmingly in females and often delusional, you think? <laughs> they had to throw that in <laughs> just in case you were thinking your brother or your husband could be a stalker. Oh, my God. They're not, He's delusional. Yeah. yeah. Not, not okay. quite with the program. Um, so in one study, clinical and personality disorders were present in more than half the stalkers. So that's interesting. And in another study, women reported being more afraid of being stalked by an unknown stranger than by someone they know. Really? I would be more concerned about somebody I know. Because they know me. Yeah, and they know where I live. They know. Although where... it's the fear of the unknown. No, still. If yeah. somebody knows you, they know everything about you. They know your schedule. They know your friends. They may have your phone number. They get your address. They know where you live. No. I'll go with somebody that doesn't know me. Well, they say it's easier to say why an unknown predator seems scarier. He or she is the boogeyman. True. Mysterious, but... unapproachable, unpredictable, and capable of anything. Rawr. I'll, I'll go with, I don't like the person I know more. I just want to uh, sum up with, we had uh, a stalker case here in Florida in Coconut Creek. A 25-year-old man arrested for stalking, uh, you know this pro golfer, Morgan Pressel? Yeah, she's huge, Morgan. She's from Boca Raton. Yeah. There's the Morgan Pressel uh, Center at uh, Boca Raton Regional Hospital, actually. She does a lot for breast cancer. Okay, so it was the third time since 2009 he was arrested for the same offense. What? He was arrested on at least four other occasions since 2007 for trespassing and contempt of court. Jeez. They say that he began harassing Pressel via Twitter several days before he attempted to gain access to the gated community where she lives, telling security that he was her boyfriend. Wonderful. The security guard was aware of the restraining order, contacted sheriff's deputies, and at the time of his arrest, he was subject to an order of protection mandating that he stay at least 500 feet away from her. And obviously he was... But that's kind of hard because she's a professional golfer. So here you are on the golf course and you got some guy yelling at you or following you around. That's really creepy. It is. And, wow. dis and distracting yeah. when you're teeing off. <laughs> the case was particularly noteworthy because of the celebrity element. And it was fairly obvious when hearing the defendant's explanation that another professional golfer, Jack Nicholas, and the CIA had instructed him to go to Pressel's home... <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that's a, that's what Jack that's what Jack Nicholas does in his spare time. <laughs> Jeez. The Golden Bear told me to go in there. <laughs> they knew something was amiss. Yeah, just a little bit. Jack Nicholas, by the way, if you don't know, is probably one of the most philanthropic guys oh, you'll yeah. ever meet. He does a lot for local hospitals and local children's hospitals and and charities here in at least in Palm Beach County. I'm sure he lives other right places. here in Palm Beach County. Yeah, but yeah, this for him to say go get Morgan Pressel, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jack. I do. Thrown under the bus. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale criminal defense lawyers know that the majority of stalking arrests in Florida stem from domestic disputes or between individuals who actually know each other. So Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, Stay away from me, Karen. Yeah, I'm an erotomaniac. <laughs> there was a, a deputy in Putnam County, Florida, who was terminated following an internal probe regarding whether he stalked his ex-girlfriend. The veteran detective reportedly texted the woman on numerous occasions over a span of two months after repeatedly being told to stop. And after administrative review, he was fired. Wow. What was that movie the cop was harassing the couple next door. Oh my God! It was one of, another one of those like really creepy kind of things. Yeah, there's but, a lot of movies. And every on time, the, yeah, every time the cops show up, he would, you know, he had a great defense because he knew how to get around it. Right. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a really creepy. Oh movie. Oh my God! But so. he was after the wife. 
So we've begun to see more stalking cases over the last decade in the expansion of technology, of course, because people are in constant contact and it's reached a cultural shift where ex-boyfriends and girlfriends don't simply remain some distant past memory. Well, plus they're keyboard commandos. Yes. You know, it's amazing what uh, if you can stay anonymous too and stalk somebody. Without them knowing who you are, that's kind of creepy. Because you have constant reminders filling your social media news feeds yeah. and reports. And so the proliferation of smartphones means that you don't have to wait to get home or to a computer before you can check the feeds. And they're usually constantly wherever we go. So that means every communication impulse can be immediately indulged. And it's difficult, if not impossible, to retract it. Wow. And where a negative emotion might have once been written up in a letter... Well, you could like rip it up and throw it away. You now have the ability to fire off these missives instantaneously through Twitter and Facebook, emails and text messages. And screen grabs and forwards make it nearly impossible to fully retract such statements once they've gone viral. So these days, that's why it's seemingly worse because you've got the evidence right there. And they also say, too, it's also harder to dump somebody now because of social media because they can follow you no matter where you go. Or when you get dumped right. and you're upset, you see what the, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, or the ex-girlfriend's doing and upsets you even more, which puts these people in rages. Yeah. Stay off of social media. Exactly. Uh, you know what? Stop Especially posting pictures. Especially if you're drunk. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, true. My daughter lives on Snapchat. Oh. It's like, you know, oh, God forbid. Wait a minute. Let me stop. Let me make sure that gets stuck on Snapchat so the world sees my life. I, it's It was that. I'm not like Remember that, that Truman movie? Yeah. That's exactly what it's like with these kids. Well, look what happened to Kim Kardashian. She showed all her diamonds and exactly where she was. And then she got robbed and Dumbassian, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so stalking in Florida is defined by Florida statute 784.048. Did you know that? No, have no idea. And the definition is rather broad, encompassing everything from simple harassment to cyber stalking. And harassment is defined as any conduct directed at a certain person that causes substantial emotional distress and serves no legitimate purpose. Wow. Yeah, cyberstalking, basically harassment via electronic mail or other electronic communication. So they can arrest somebody for something like that, right? Oh, yes. So willful harassment or cyberstalking is a first-degree misdemeanor. That sounds weak. Boy, does it ever. Punishable up to one year in jail if the harassment includes a credible threat or one in which the target is led to be in reasonable fear for his or her safety or the safety of loved ones, the charge is raised to a third-degree felony punishable by a maximum of five years. Good. And if the individual is charged with stalking and does so after an injunction for protection has been placed against him or her, it is considered aggravated stalking. As such is also a third-degree felony, as is stalking someone under the age of 16. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. So, stay out social media and be nice to each other. Yeah, that or just shoot them. <laughs> That's full rigor. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Bye, Karen. <laughs> Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.